One purchased, one donated. That's the promise of Bombas, whose incredibly comfy socks, tees, and underwear go not only to you when you buy them, but also to people facing homelessness. So when you put on that buttery soft tea or realize you've developed a habit of reaching for Bomba socks, which I do, over every other pair in the drawer, you'll know that someone in need is having that same feeling. Ready to get comfy and give back? Head over to bombas.com slash hard things and use code hard things for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome back to We Can Do Hard Things. Today, we're continuing our fascinating conversation on psychedelics with Dr. Hillary McBride. Dr. Hillary McBride is a registered psychologist, researcher, podcaster, author, and speaker in the areas of trauma, embodiment, eating disorders, and the intersection of spirituality and mental health. Her research is focused on women's relationships with their bodies across the lifespan, and her books include Mothers, Daughters, and Body Image, Embodiment in Eating Disorders, and the bestseller, The Wisdom of Your Body. If you haven't yet listened to yesterday's episode 240, you're going to want to go back and start there. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Hillary helped us understand why everyone's talking about psychedelics by sharing her own step-by-step journey with therapeutic psychedelics the science behind how psychedelics help break old patterns and create new ones, and how psychedelics can reveal our innate goodness. Today, we're exploring how psychedelic therapy works for couples and people trying to work through something together. Let's jump in. We've been so far talking about an individual in this therapeutic setting. I have heard that people in relationships have engaged with this together. So whether it's partnered couples or people who are working through stuff together, is it that the same idea that two people could come together bringing their joint questions and if they're both discovering new things inside their own brain, how does this therapy work in relationship when it's done together? So MDMA in particular, again, it's not a classic psychedelic. It's an empathogen. We often lump it into the category of medicines that we're using that create kind of non-ordinary states of consciousness. MDMA has a really rich history of being used in couples therapy. It started in the 70s and 80s because as an empathogen, what it does is it decreases activation and fear centers of the brain, increases the kind of activity in the, the neuroanatomical structures responsible for Uh, compassion, awareness, um, self-reflexivity, the ability to kind of think differently about your own cues, think differently and more compassionately about a different person and feel, feel in your body, a sense of connection to them. Mm. So it's really, really useful for people who are struggling with particular relational problems like distress or communication or even for relational enhancement, for strengthening connection and experiencing closeness and intimacy without some of the walls that you Mm -hmm. put up. So if you're using psychedelics in a couple setting, obviously you want to have a very skilled clinician who knows what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And I should say that this is not something that's happening very much in clinical trials. This would be happening very much in the underground at this point. So Mm -hmm. it's hard to get connected to someone 
who would be doing this and it would still be illegal. Mm-hmm. But what we know is that people who do this are able to experience their partner without their defenses or their reactive parts in the way, you know, the dances that we get into mm-hmm. in couple relationship where, you know, that person pulls away and then all of a sudden I feel scared. And then because mm-hmm. I feel scared, I do this thing to try to pull them close and then they get further away, <laughs> whatever the dance is. It seems that we're able to be able to better access that sense of core self that can see the other person and see ourselves from behind or out from behind those parts that react typically. And in that way, as we've been talking about already, can begin to build new patterns, new ways of connection. And you carry with you, even when the journey is done, you carry with you that sense of being able to see them as they are, Mm -hmm. not who you've made them to be or not your mother or father, as we often do in our relationships. When we get old, we reenact these patterns from our childhood to try to pull people into that dance or, or to help prevent the wounding that Mm -hmm. we experienced when we were growing up. So there's, there's just so much that you can do by going internally or even just doing regular therapy. Mm -hmm. There is a model of psychedelic psychotherapy that I've been trained in, which uses legal psychedelics in Canada that uses something called a psycholytic model. So you have the big dose model where a person would be taking however many grams of mushrooms or LSD, or they'd be having a big dose of something. It would be very solitary, but then you have what's called a psycholytic model, which is basically you take some psychedelics and then you do regular therapy. So you're up looking so at you're me, being honest. talking about stuff. It's like when you go to the uh-huh. doctor and you're like, how many glasses of wine do you have a week? You're like, meh, right. what's the right answer? It's like you're right, going to therapy, right. but you're being honest. Yeah. That's and also crazy. maybe better able to elicit some of those places inside of you that are hard to get to. Mm-hmm. So staying more connected to the feeling. One of the models that I'm trained in around the somatic processing in psychedelics, specifically for people who don't feel anything in their body because they have a history of dissociation, it's like the psychedelic turns up the volume on interoception, Mm. on the sense of -hmm. what's happening inside your body. And then you can complete an affect wave. You can finish processing a trauma because you can stay with it all the way to the other side. Mm, So that's a really good use for couples work as well. And then there's group models of psychedelic Mm -hmm. psychotherapy. So one of the things that we do at my clinic, um, I co-developed a program around group psychedelic work. And we always say, whenever we're talking about the model, we use two medicines. We use relationship and ketamine. And both of those are medicines that we need. Mm -hmm. And there's something about being able to get access to more connection because of the psychedelic that allows you to practice new ways of being in relationship, new ways of seeing yourself and realizing all those things that I thought that people were saying about me. Oh, those aren't things that people are still saying about me. Those are things that, you know, that bully in grade three said about me, Mm -hmm. or I can show up in a way that allows my heart to be open to people. And then it becomes easier to be close. And then I'm more satisfied in my life. Mm -hmm. So there are so many more models of doing this besides, you know, put your eye shades on, put the headphones on, go inside, spend six hours in there, come out and talk about it and make meaning. There is so many ways that we can use these medicines and specifically for individuals who've had really um, unsafe experiences in their body. Mm-hmm. Sometimes what psychedelics do is they blast you off. This would be psychedelics taking you into the transpersonal. All of a sudden your body dissolves and you go and you're with the divine and you're part of everything. 
But what use is that to a person who's never actually felt safe here? Mm. If a person has been disconnected from their body their whole life, then what we need psychedelics to do first before it takes them somewhere else is it, it helps them be here. It helps their body be safe. And it's once their body has been safe that going other places can feel enjoyable or pleasurable or transformative. We often need experiences that, that are different than what we're used to, to help transform us, not more of the same, not further dissociating us mm. or further taking us away from ourselves. Is this another word for microdosing, what you've just been explaining? No. Oh. So there's, think of it kind of in more of um, three categories. There would be the microdose, which we would consider the sub-perceptual dose which means you're not having active hallucinations. You're not actively experiencing an altered reality. Although some people just feel a little bit different, which would be within, you know, one hundredths of a large dose. Okay. And then a psycholytic model would be, let's say a low range, but perceptible dose. And then the larger doses would be what we would call the kind of the ego dissolution, dissolving of the default mode network, um, people experiencing transpersonal states, visits from ancestors, going into the future, unified consciousness, things like that. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. It's true. You don't go somewhere new and exotic just to be there. You go to do things, be it a historical walking tour, ziplining through the trees, or guided tours through museums. Like the hassle-free self-guided audio tour our family took through Versailles. If you're planning a trip and really want to make the most out of your time, I recommend you check out Viator. They have over 300,000 thousand bookable experiences from simple tours to extreme adventures. And there's something for everyone in over 190 countries. Thrill rides, spooky ghost tours, secret food guides, exploration off the beaten path. It's all there, along with millions of real traveler reviews, 24-7 customer service, various payment options, and flexibility and support with free cancellation. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. There have been so many guests on the podcast that I wish we could have gotten more one-on-one -on -one time with. Because when you really get to sit down and have that intimate experience, you learn so much more. And that's why we love our longtime partner, Masterclass. Because where else are you going to get one-on-one -on -one time with RuPaul, teaching you how to be your most authentic self as if among friends? And if you were as fascinated as I was after Natalie Portman joined the show, maybe you wanted to go deeper. And her acting class on Masterclass lets you do just that. With their set of 180-plus world-class instructors, you're in good hands when you decide to set out on your next learning adventure. Plus, if it's not for you, they have a 30-day money-back guarantee. My favorite. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash hard things. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash hard things. Masterclass.com slash hard things. 
I have one question and then we will let you go, even though I could talk about this all day. For people for whom the ordinary exposure to life, the way the world is, mm-hmm. has always felt too not right, like boring. <laughs> and then this idea of what you're talking about feels like home. Mm. Is there any danger? Okay, I feel like, like I it's could too get good to be true to and you try to do it every day. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if I try this, am I going to become addicted? Are there people who overdo it and want to live in that place? Or is there no danger of addiction here? Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you asked that question because it feels personally relevant. To <laughs> no, <too>. Hillary. <laughs> totally theoretical. <laughs> Just hypothetically here. Um, one, classic psychedelics tend to be non-addictive. So that's really good to know. And in fact, really big experiences, people are often like, that's going to be a minute till I want to do that again, Mm. because it's just so much. Mm -hmm. It can just be so much to feel connected to everything. And there's also a sense of completeness or satisfaction. Like, okay, I learned what I need to know. Mm. And I think that's an interesting quality of what they do in us that Mm. kind of they reorganize some things at times. There is abuse potential for certain other things like MDMA or ketamine. So we want to be thoughtful about that. But I think maybe the more nuanced clinical answer that I'll give you is a good guide. A skillful therapist would direct you to understand and explore why being here is so hard. Mm. Instead of saying, let's go on this magical journey and get away from here and enjoy everything about how escaping your present day reality is so much fun. I think really good potent work would say, let's be with what boring is like. Mm. Let's stay there until we can understand that this too can be beautiful and okay. Mm. It makes me so compassionate towards everyone who's ever struggled with addiction because there is the part of it where we get so irresponsible and we're being horrible and ruining everyone's lives. But the desire for the transcendent, the knowing that there's more, the knowing in our gut that we don't have enough access to what is real right now, that what is real is right beyond the way things are right now. And if we could just get ourselves there, if we could just get ourselves there, like that is what a lot of people who end up as addicts are going for, that yearning, that longing, like we weren't wrong. Mm. we weren't wrong that there's something else, right? That, that maybe some kind of substance could give us access to something else that would make all of this make more sense. Thank you mm. so much. Yeah. I appreciate so deeply your, your, your curiosity and your openness and your rooting in liberation for all and not just this as a singular woo-woo experience, but as a connectedness to all people. I just appreciate what you do and how you do it so much. Mm-hmm. Thank you for spending this time with us. And um, as we sign off, would you tell people where, where should they go? Where can they learn more safely? Cause I know this isn't yeah. safe to ask questions here everywhere. Yeah. Especially for folks in recovery, there is a great community out there called psychedelics in recovery, which is all about mm-hmm. working the 12 steps and integrating psychedelics into them. So go online. Wow. There's a lot out there to support you with that. Reading research uh, about clinical trials is always, I think, really important. Reading it when it's distilled down into everyday language. So 
Psychedelics Today can be a good place to go learn about things. There are lots of podcasts out there. A colleague of mine, Dr. Craig Heacock, is a psychiatrist who, who talks about psychedelics quite a bit. He's got a podcast called Back from the Abyss. I always recommend Michael Pollan's work. Mm -hmm. He's got the documentary uh, How to Change Your Mind and the similar book. Mm -hmm. I think those places are important to go. And then there are different states in different countries where the psychedelics that we're talking about are legal or illegal. And so if you're interested in doing work, just know again, that there, there may be options for you outside of the community that you're in. Unfortunately, that that means often there's a privileged component to accessing psychedelics mm -hmm. in, unless you're living in a state or province or country where you have access to them in ceremony. But Asking questions of people around you, I think is important. The people mm -hmm. who've done clinical work around psychedelics have conversations about their experiences. Who did they talk to? Be curious about the guides that they're working with and perhaps the integration folks that they see as well. Mm -hmm. What I often say about integration is it's kind of like raising the baby after you birth the baby. I had this beautiful transformative birth experience but actually the most important part comes next. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So finding good integration guides, looking for people who do integration work and who know how to do it skillfully, that's really, really important. Consulting with your physician. I think the more that people ask their doctors mm. about who's doing this, can I get a referral? Can we get an exemption? In Canada, you can apply for exemptions to use psilocybin legally if you talk to your physician and they have access to the right networks and stuff like that. So the more we talk about it with our physicians, the more our physicians are going to get better educated, the more mm -hmm. that they're going to have more information that, to give us and more resources, the more it's going to change the system. Mm -hmm. And I think talking to people who've had difficult journeys too is important to figure out how to prepare yourself. So just keep asking people about things. Keep looking at resources. Great. That was 101. I really want you to come back for 201 and 301. <laughs> and also come back for your new book. And all of you go check out Hillary McBride's other books and her podcast, Other People's Problems. Thank you. I, I just are, love- Can I make an announcement? Please yes. do. Brand new. You said here first. <gasps> yes. I hear people do that. Um, we have just been greenlit by CBC to do another podcast season of Other People's Problems all about psychedelics. So it will be listening to people doing psychedelic therapy, integration, prep with me in legal ways in Canada. And uh, very, very excited to announce that here for the first time. Oh God, I'm dying. We're going to be recording now, probably until the end of the year. And then I'm hoping in early 2024, it'll be out. Okay. We'll come back for that yeah, and help launch it here. Awesome. And we'll talk about it. That's a freaking brilliant idea. Yeah. Thank you so much. I will listen yeah, to the this shit out of that. Yeah, the more that we democratize mental health by giving people access to what therapy is like, yes. what psychedelics are like, I think that's part of the political endeavor here yeah. to make intervention accessible and uh, help our communities heal. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you to the listeners for yeah, listening. they're the best. Oh they're See the best. Thank and Pot you. Squad, send your questions. Yeah. Send your questions. We know you'll have them. We love you. We'll catch you back here next time. Bye. Thank you, Hillary McBride. If this podcast means something to you, it would mean so much to us if you'd be willing to take 30 seconds to do each or all of these three things. First, can you please follow or subscribe to We Can Do Hard Things? Following the pod helps you because you'll never miss an episode and it helps us because you'll never miss an episode. 
To do this, just go to the We Can Do Hard Things show page on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and then just tap the plus sign in the upper right-hand corner or click on follow. This is the most important thing for the pod. While you're there, if you'd be willing to give us a five-star rating and review and share an episode you loved with a friend, we would be so grateful. We appreciate you very much. We Can Do Hard Things is produced in partnership with Cadence 13 Studios. Thank you.